I'm your host, Holiday. I'm here by myself for the Black History Month. So this month, we're going to do things a little bit different. Uh, most months we come through for Black History, we do a segment here and there about historic things, um, a couple of people, a couple of places, but not this year. Uh, this year, my son will be in the background as well. He's back there drawing, coloring. Uh, I'm at the studio. He could be in another room, but I want him in here, no matter how much noise he makes. Uh, <laughs> so each day that we post, and today is one of them, you will hear my son. What I want to talk about this month in particular is going to be concepts, concepts of black history, uh, things that are going on now in the world that are revel re relevant, as well as how we perceive them as black people, how we work through these issues as black people. Um, because we've been on black history so long, we actually really think it's history. None of this stuff is actually history. Civil rights movement's still going. Um, <laughs> so so we're going to keep, keep on keeping on. And again, this is February 2023. Money, 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 money! Money! <laughs> Good morning, evening, or afternoon. You know what it is. This is a special edition of uh, discussions where I talk about black history in, in, a, in a different way this year. 2023, baby. Let's roll. Today, I want to talk about black money. Black money. What is black money? Something we don't see a lot of. I mean, you see basketball players, you see football players, you see rappers, you see expert businessmen in the black community, you see doctors in the black community, you see Bentleys, Benzes, Rolls Royces riding around this bitch. You see, you see money, you see money. We got. <laughs> Big diamond rope chains. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, some some people even put uh, big rare diamonds in our foreheads. You know what I'm saying? We, money is everywhere now, right? Money's in the black community. Money's everywhere. Black people are in this society again. We are the backbone of America because our spending is astronomical. <laughs> you want to know how you stay rich? Sell shit to black people. You know how you get rich? Convince white people your shit is worth something. Once they do that, sell it to black people. That's all. That's it. That's all you have to do. They even made commercials about it. <laughs> oh, Oh, we're getting to the point now where black people is going to start having money. Let me tell you how to sell stuff to black people and continue to sell stuff to black people. The way to do that is to make it seem like white people want it. Because if white people want it, black people will buy the shit out of it. They make commercials about this. <laughs> and that shit still works today. Want to know why we know it works today? Because the black dollar doesn't stay in the black community. The black dollar leaves the black community as soon as the black persons touch it. 
on average. On average, it's like a second. Do, do your own research. Go look at how long the money stays in a Jewish community. Go look at how much how long the money stays in a black community. Go look at how long the money stays in the Asian community. Go look at how long the money stays in the white community. Spanish community, all that. I've been building houses for about the past one, two, three, four, five years. So I'm just going to tell you something I observed. Houses were being built right down the road from one of the houses I've been in. And every day, the people who was working, they pull up. It's like eight of them in a van. They all pull up in a white van and they work. The stuff that they need to work with is either being pulled behind it or sitting on top of the van. If they're in a the truck, same thing. If the stuff is in the truck bed, stuff is getting pulled behind the truck, or the stuff is on top of the truck. But they riding. They riding together. They're going to make their money. They get hungry. They know what time when lunchtime is. Cause the people that didn't bring their lunch, they don't go the hardest. Lunch truck will pull up. You get some quesadillas and some tacos, and again. This is why I observed. One of their own brought them lunch every day. They might have had to pay for it. But, hey, I, I bought some quesadillas from, from the taco truck myself. And authentic tacos for $2.50. You buy the hell out of them things. But guess where that money went? That money went from the Mexican hand to another Mexican hand. It stayed in the community. You know what I'm saying? They come to work carpooling. They're, they're all working in the same place. So if one person wakes up and the crew is not living in the house with them, they go pick up the rest of the crew. And usually it's in the same neighborhood, though. I, I know some people. I know a bunch of people that work because um, I'm like one of those rare people that uh, I class up and class down. Like um, I know people in every class I've been in. Because when you rise up classes slowly, you get friends. <laughs> if you ever listen to my story, I started from the bottom, like for real, for real. And every time I move up a class, I make a whole bunch of new friends, but I don't abandon my old friends. So if there are 10 classes in America and I'm right now sitting at five, I know people from one, two, three, four, and five. I do know people in class six. And class seven. You know what I'm saying? If there's 10 classes in America, I know people from seven different classes. So uh, at least seven different classes. <laughs> and I, I almost guarantee you I met somebody in every single class. Um, and shook the hand and touched someone in every single class. Anyway, so I know people that are working on houses. And usually they all stay in the same neighborhood. And they're all like really close to each other anyway. So if one person gets a job and they get and everybody they know that's around gets a job, they go pick them up. They all just hop in the van, they go to work. Now I said, so that's also saving money. You might have a couple of families in the same house. Grandmother, grandfather, mother, father, kids. Because they come in, they stay with each other until everybody can afford to live on their own, then they branch out. You know what I'm saying? So it's help. They're helping the community, and they all love each other that much that they 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 keep it the same. Jewish community, they they partake in things together. Whenever one gets a job, it's the same thing. Whenever one gets a job, 
they hire people that they know. They hire people that they trust. And they go come up with a plan together. And they execute that plan. And they execute it very well. But when it comes to black people. Uh, oh, oh, I'm going to say this too. White people. I'm, I'll have to give them uh, one prop. As I was learning things, so I can't learn things if I'm from where I'm from, which is baseball leaves with South Carolina, and I'm trying to get where I was going. As in, I wanted I wanted to do things that people around me that grew up around me didn't get to do. In order to do that, I had to go communicate with people that's doing the things that I didn't want to be doing. It's just like LeBron James, who wants to own a team one day. So he's going to communicate with team owners. You know, Noriega wanted to be a podcaster eventually and be a journalist, but he was a rapper. So in order to get into that new field, he had to go communicate with journalists. He had to go learn how to sit down and have a conversation with people. So he had to go learn those things. You know what I'm saying? Me, there's two things that I want to do in life. One was rap. The other one was work in IT. And I just leave it at IT because in the beginning, it was just straight up IT. I wanted to work in IT. I couldn't do that when I didn't know IT people. I did. There was no rappers where I'm from. So I had to take trips to Augusta. I had to meet up with people. I had to go sneak around and um, meet people in Virginia just to, just to get close to the VIP, just to have conversations with people. I had to walk up on people in Atlanta and just have these conversations and sit down with people and talk to them and um, walk in their studios <laughs> because no no one was doing that stuff. So, and I needed to figure out how to do the stuff that I wanted to do. I had a, and, and it's pretty easy in all the traditional sense. When it came to IT, all I had to do was go to school. You go to school, you meet people like that. You have these different conversations and shit like that. Politicians. I had to meet politicians because I was thinking I might hop in politics because I, I'm the type of person that if I don't like the way something's run, I do it. So when it comes to money, I had to learn how to get money, the ways that I wanted to get money by having these conversations with all the other people that's doing what I wanted to do. I have to give white people their props at that one thing. The things that I did not know how to do, when I went to have those conversations as a worker uh, or as a business owner, People on those levels were having those conversations with me and letting me know what I was doing wrong, how to make those changes and stuff like that. It wasn't until I was, I, I experienced more discrimination in IT when I was going to interview for positions. At that time, I was living in Atlanta and it was really like, um, my real name is a very white name. So... When I walk into an interview room and they see this <laughs> blackity black black a Rastafarian type dude, and I'm dressed in more expensive clothes than they had, cause <clears throat> um, I always taught have a good suit, right? So my suits was better than theirs. <laughs> I'm wearing diamond earrings. My shades cause probably what a whole day of work was for some of those people, you know? So it just the way I dressed and carried myself, walked into the room and I'm black. They did not like that. 
So I can give them props when it comes to sharing information when it comes to business and stuff. I don't give them props from discriminatory hiring practices. But I said all of that <laughs> to say, since black people don't know, it's not a lot of black people in the community. First of all, um, it's not a lot of black people in the community that could do certain things. Like we don't have a vast amount of people in the community that you can go to and buy food from. Or uh, we don't have a bunch of people in the black community that you go buy a car from if you need a car. Or uh, rent a house from or buy a house from. You know what I'm saying? It's it's we don't have that. And which is a shame because we have been here longer than any other group of people. By force. A lot of people could trace their heritage back and realize that they didn't get to America until 100 years ago, 120 years ago, maybe 200 years ago. Oh, Donald Trump family, if I remember correctly from research, it was like 1850, 1860, something like that when they came over from Germany. So it was Donald Trump, his parents, and I think it was two generations before that. So like, yeah, 1860s, I think, when they first came up. Most black people have been here since the mothership brought them over. Whatever mothership that was. <laughs> it was a mothership, though. It's more like a, a hell ship. Um, whatever hell ship brought them, brought them over, we've been here since then. So we have some motherfuckers that's been here since the 1600s, 1500s. But we can't trace our lineage back that far. The whole time they've been keeping us broke. Mentally, though. I mean, first physically, and then socially and mentally. But first physically, physically and mentally, and then social and mentally. Because they tricked our minds a long time ago. And they keep us fighting against each other, fighting within each other, to the point where we don't trust each other. And while we have that going on, Shit just go get crazier and crazier. While we can't trust each other, it is 2023 right now. We're still working on the same things that we, we've been working on the 1950s. We're not supporting each other. We don't spend our money with each other. We go, and I'm guilty of some of this too. We go get a hard-earned paycheck, and let's say we make $5,000 a month. That's $60,000 a year. However, as a black as a black man, that's 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 doing good. As any person in America, that is doing very good. But as a black person, who are you gonna spend your money with in the community? Most communities, there's no one to spend that money with. You might have, if you're an artist, you might have a studio that you can go to that's owned by a black person. You might have a group. Nope, maybe a a. Uh, corner store owned by a black person and I don't even want to say corner store it's more like a, a thrift store maybe a, no laundromats owned by a black a club you could go to a club usually because <laughs> that, that's what we have that's what we have Um, people don't even go spend their money on black alcohol we don't have anything 
And that's that's what we need to change. We need to start having things. And I'm going to go to a break and I'm going to come back and tell you what I've been doing in order to ensure at least on a little small piece of whatever that my kids can spend their money with black people. And we can keep the money in our community a little bit longer. Most black people have been here since the mothership brought them over. Whatever mothership that was. <laughs> or hellship. Um, whatever hellship brought them, brought them over, we've been here since then. So we have some motherfuckers that's been here since the 1600s. Um, 1500s. But we can't trace our lineage back that far. And the whole time they've been keeping us broke. Mentally, though. I mean, first physically, and then socially and mentally. And they keep us fighting against each other, fighting within each other, to the point where we don't trust each other. And while we have that going on, shit just go get crazier and crazier. While we can't trust each other, it is 2023 right now. We're still working on the same things that we've been working on the 1950s. We're not supporting each other. We don't spend our money with each other. We go, and I'm guilty of some of this too, we go get a hard-earned paycheck, and let's say we make $5,000 a month. That's $60,000 a year. However, as a black man, as a black man that's, that's, that's doing good. As any person in America, that is doing very good. But as a black person, who are you going to spend your money with? Most communities, there's no one to spend that money with. You might have, if you're an artist, you might have a studio that you can go to that's owned by a black person. You might have a group. Nope. Maybe a, a, a corner store owned by a black person. And I don't even want to say corner store. It's more like a, a thrift store. Maybe a, no laundromats owned by a black A club. You could go to a club, usually. <laughs> Cause that, that's what we have. That's what we have. People don't even go spend their money on black alcohol. We don't have anything. And that's that's what we need to change. We need to start having things. And I'm going to go to a break and I'm going to come back and tell you what I've been doing in order to ensure at least on a little small piece of whatever that my kids can spend their money with black people. And we can keep the money in our community a little bit longer. Hey, 30, baby, I got your money. Don't you worry. I said, hey, baby, I got your money. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I'm back. So... Things that I have been doing. I started my first business when I was, I think, 22, 23. It's also the year I bought my first house. It's also the year I bought my first motorcycle, which is my favorite thing in the world. I was the only black business owner that I knew, like real legit business owner. Of, of course, it was a record label. So, 
and I dabble in entertainment. So I've always had these conversations with people about what to do. And it, it was it was a a problem to me that I would go to black people, even back then, black club owners, usually. Those people would rather not deal with me <laughs> as a business owner. They wanted a buffer. Now I'm saying um, buffer in Charleston, South Carolina, meaning white people. They want a white person in between that. I was able to click in with a, a couple of uh, black entrepreneurs and make some things shape, make some things work. I, I trust black people just as much as I trust white people when it comes to business. Even a little bit more because I understand as long as we come up with agreements, my whole thing is even when it comes to friends, put stuff on paper. If you put things on paper, everybody know what they expect of each other, and they forget, they go look at that paper. <laughs> and it sets that line of, hey, this is what you're supposed to do. And if people that you do business with can't stick to that paper, then you make the contract short enough to get up out of. You don't want to be in something too long. So I take that approach now as a 40-year-old <laughs> with a business. Of course, both my businesses, again, well, I have three businesses. One is in clothing and manufacturing and accessories. One is a recording studio, and the other one is a podcast network. With my businesses, um, one of the businesses that I started up was just in order to ensure that my niece had the ability to do the things that she do under a business name and get her tax breaks and get her all this other stuff that comes with it. So I partnered with my niece in order to build her a business. Um, we work on that. Uh, we've been working on it for two years. My niece is only like 18 years old. I've been slowly bringing her along uh, on her pace because I don't want to push it too hard. Re record label. I partnered with some black people in order to help them help themselves more you know what i'm saying so the engineers and producers here they basically run their businesses as their own little small business um we just use the studio that i provided for them to be able to run their businesses out of so i personally took losses in order to provide something that people could actually use to create and generate money from podcast network Podcast Network is something I built to platform everything black that we do. And that's just me, myself, person, what I did for myself. So basically, all my stuff works in conjunction with each other. When I hire people, I hire people. I hire the best people for the job. But I look inward first. I look to family and friends first because, again, if it's all put on paper, um, that everybody knows what they expect of each other, right? So, again, I said I have a niece that does this. I have a son that he's of age to start working. So I bring him along and teach him the skills that he need. He already knows a lot of stuff anyway because he's a uh, whatever the next generation behind a millennial is. He's one of those. And they, they grew up knowing all this stuff already. So teach him what he doesn't know and then he's already set to start being able to make money don't even have to go to school but we definitely are encouraging him to go to college he's probably going to graduate early with an associate's degree from high school 
So <laughs> my goal, once I started having kids, was to make sure that none of my kids have to depend on the rat race that's out there in order to live. So my, my choice was to buy land, have businesses that my kids could participate in, and ensure they're small businesses. I don't want my businesses to grow too fast. I don't want to have a 200-person business that my son is going to graduate college and then be their bosses over like that. I don't want that. I want maybe at the most 10, 15 people. I keep my businesses to where they could stay small, teach my kids the skills, and then they don't have to be the boss of the business, but they, I will be the boss of the business until I die. And I hand it over to somebody who the best qualified, but they could be some of the people that's working for me or working with me because I also want people to work with me, not for me. So it's, it's kind of hard to build a format out of things that are not there. <laughs> so I implore you guys to do the same. A lot of you guys, a lot of people that's out there working right now, a lot of people that's listening to this can't afford to start their own business and um, bring people along, hire people, take losses in order to ensure that you're doing things the correct way in accordance to what's in your mind and not sell out <laughs> again i own a record label i own a studio i own a podcast company i've been running podcasts since 2016 and i haven't sold my podcast to anyone i've been building my brand myself so and that's because i can afford to i can afford to sit back and chill and let things happen on their own uh, and as the family members grow up or whatever like that, then I could run, work on bringing in more money instead of minimals. Because, <laughs> um, again, to me, uh, I, I look at Amazon and stuff like that. Amazon brings in so much money now, but I think they was like 10 years in before they made their first profit year. Yeah, so that that's just the way I feel for <clears throat> the next generation and generation behind that in order for us to go from barely any businesses to being able to keep the money to our community we need to get out there and start businesses start things and communicate with each other <clears throat> use each other before we go out and use anybody else use each other Go out and get these loans and these grants because we have so much money out there that's given to us. All you got to do is ask for it. We pay taxes. <laughs> we pay taxes to ensure that there's money out there to start black businesses. But black people don't apply for those grants and, and loans and this kind of loans or anything like that. PPP came about. You know what PPP did? many 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 people i mean people got in trouble for it but ppp loans everybody was scared to get a ppp loan and i'm not understanding why people were scared to get a ppp loan because the ppp loan said that you had to pay it back if you wasn't spending 75 percent of that money granted to you for charity so people got scared but you could have just took out the loan anyway you had a very low interest rate to go. You just take out the loan. Don't spend the money on dumb shit. 
and let that money pay for itself. The only people that I saw, again, I'm involved in a lot of communities, but the only people that I saw snapping on each other for taking our PPP loans was the black people. And that's another thing that we have to stop as a community. As a community, we should be supporting each other more and spending money with each other more. Now, come and buy anything that I'm selling. Yeah, buy my stuff, please. Yeah, buy it. You can find me and everything that I do at www.distractionnetwork.com. Until next time, take care. They stop making my kind, yeah. I'm sleeping, but it's alright, cause I'm on the grind.